deciding who wins the game on this call. Under review. The call on the field stands. Touchdown. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain. Quarterback's arm is going forward. That's the worst call in the history of all sports. Welcome to another bad call where the refs aren't the only ones who get it wrong. I'm your host Justin West and my sidekick here is a man who's never seen a ref make a call that he's agreed with, JD. What's going on man? How we doing tonight bro? Uh, I'm doing alright. I kind of wish we would have started recording like five ten minutes sooner because there's been a couple no calls that I, we could have ranted on oh yeah you know missed missed uh spot they just had a, a face mask they missed uh, yeah the it's, the launching of the helmet to helmet that knocked alvin kamara loopy this, this is all right in your uh your zone for for bitching oh these zebras man not known for their eyesight but um well, how are we doing? We we're not, not bad, man. Another Thursday, uh, ready to get going on this week again. So we finally got by the uh, the bye weeks. Not to make a pun there, but uh, we're we got a full slate ahead of us this week. Thirteen games. It's it's uh, we're gonna have to make some decisions. Yeah, so much goodness and uh, trying to avoid that analysis by paralysis that I get myself into trouble with when you have so many extra options. <laughs> well, you know, it 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 will uh, separate the men from the boys to see who can who can weed through this uh, stack. There's there's so many plays. Actually, it's a fun week, but we'll get to that in a few minutes. Have you finally? Uh, come to your senses and start drinking something tonight i don't know that coming to my senses is the way to put it but i am going back to old faithful and drinking some knob creek smoked maple just a little little sipping on it and i've missed it attaboy that's that's what i like to hear that my friends is brotherly love (laughs) you know sponsoring my drinking (laughs) oh if we can't drink with each other uh, who cares i'm drinking either way uh tonight i've got a ddh double ipa from saint errant brewing it's uh called green clouds nice and juicy where'd you say that one is from it's it's from saint errant brewing they're uh they're out of Chicago. Oh, all right. Keeping it uh, mostly local region. Yeah. yeah. This one I found. Uh, I I have some uh, treats tucked away in my beer fridge and that one was sitting up on the top shelf just uh, begging to be drank. So <laughs> At least you do call it what it is. I I like that it is the beer fridge. Uh I I have seen this in person and it is indeed the beer fridge. It is literally got 98 percent beer and there might be a stray soda or something in there but and it's a very wide variety and there's not a whole lot of uh of doubles or empty space yeah yeah (laughs) it's like a magical fridge every time you go over there it's somehow perfectly full but i know how much gets drunk so I i don't know how it works um, just, uh, don't, don't let my wife look at the bank account. <laughs> I didn't hear a thing. Yeah. Well, since we've, uh, got a little, uh, liquid, uh, encouragement going on here, why don't you, uh, tell me if you're celebrating or drowning your sorrows from this past weekend slate? Uh, Trying to drown them away, unfortunately. I had one really good lineup. Like, one. And uh, 
I did not play it in all the spots that I should have. Um, but we'll we'll go over that one uh, real quick because uh, I was actually pretty proud of that. I just I couldn't pull the trigger in some other lineups. So I had Lamar Jackson, Melvin Gordon, Gus Edwards, Juju, Sterling Shepard, DJ Moore, Cameron Brait, Nick Chubb, and the Ravens defense. Uh, that was good for uh, 720th place for the uh, DFS Edge Listener League. Uh, you know, $5 entry, I came back at $10 there. So, you know, anytime you can get double your entry, and that's nice. Gordon down hurt a little bit, and Sterling Shepard, I mean, that whole team kind of let me down. Uh, you know, after the first half, they didn't do much of anything. The rest of my lineups, though, didn't go over – I think I had one lineup that hit 149, and then uh, I had another lineup that only hit 93. So I had a I had a pretty rough rough week this week. What about yourself? Um, it was uh, overall. I think that I probably I don't know the exact amount, but I um, I probably broke even. I was up on the cash portion, didn't really have anything hit for a tournament. Uh, my cash lineup. Pretty solid. Uh, I'm not like over the top, but for not having Christian McCaffrey in my cash lineup, it actually turned out pretty well. Um, I rolled uh, Andrew Luck. That guy's just been a machine lately. Uh, And Saquon Barkley and Nick Chubb really uh, came through. Those were Barkley and Chubb were, I had those guys locked in pretty early in my process last week. I liked their matchups. Uh, kind of had some tough, tough decisions at wide receiver. I was trying to play somebody cheap so that I could pay up at uh, tight end for George Kittle. And uh, that, that didn't really work out too well for me. He, the Niners kind of disappointed in the, in a cake matchup against Tampa Bay. Um, so overall though, uh, my lineup cash lineup, uh, scored 164.12. I won 21 out of 35 head to heads and, and my double up. So, uh, above water there, like I said, pretty much dead, even, um, on the day. So, not not bad. Still, still getting to take our shots here. So, um, looking looking forward to another taking another shot this week and uh, figuring out where uh, where we can we can hit, get a big big score. So, yeah, man, Let, let's get into it. I want to go over all the plays that uh, probably won't score any points this week. Oh, come on now. There's so I know there's so many too, um, and if we look at the quarterback position, uh, this guy I think that that you picked out here he was he's the first guy that popped out to me. So why don't you tell us about him? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going with Kirk Cousins uh, going into New England at uh, fifty five hundred. Uh, Main reason is is because he seems to finally be having. I mean, he's had that connection with Adam Thielen for most of the year. Him and Stefan Diggs are uh, they're really meshing right now too, and they're going into a game where uh, it's a big game for them. It's important, and uh, I think it's going to be one of those high scoring games. Uh, I didn't see what Vegas had them at this week. I'm guessing it's somewhere in the high forties, low fifties. So I expect there to be points scored, and they can't run the ball. I don't know what's going on with them. They just can't run the ball, so they're going to have to do it through the air. Uh, So I like the potential return and value you get from a 5,500 QB in a big-time game. Yeah, I had a note here. Um, Surprisingly, New England's defense gives up uh, 21.23 uh, drafting points a game to quarterbacks, uh, which is uh, five points per game over what they've been expected. Uh, so they're they're not quite living up to 
the projections or anything like that. Uh, this this game total is at 49.5 right now. It opened at 48.5, so it's kind of moving up a little bit. <clears throat> the Vikings are only um, projected for 22 and a quarter, but at 5,500 with those kind of weapons and, and, and a good pass catching back, I, I think that this this might be a place that um, the Vikings are are being a little underrated. So I, I I do like that play. I don't know if he's my cash game quarterback this week or not. Uh, Cousins. <clears throat> That's our Cousins' completion percentage right now. Uh, he's completing seventy one percent of his passes too. Yeah. Twenty-two touchdowns, seven interceptions. I'll take it. It's worth a shot. Sure. Um, I'm I'm going back to Cam Newton this week. The guy's been uh, having a pretty uh, incredible floor with his rushing and and everything. He's um, he's up at sixty-six hundred, but he's playing a Tampa Bay defense that has given up some. Big games this year. Um, Carolina's got a 29-point implied total in Vegas. Tampa Bay gives up uh, 24 drafting points per game to to the quarterback position. And uh, one thing I like about Cam is when he played uh, Tampa the last time, he, he actually only had 21 points, but it was more game script than anything. He didn't need to um, go wild in that game. And maybe people might look at that and say, oh, you know, he he only he scored below what Tampa normally gives us, so maybe it'll push his lo- ownership a little bit lower. Um, he's uh, in his last 10 games, Cam's averaging 5.34 point uh, above expected. And uh, he, he's just been a solid play pretty much all year, and I don't see why he wouldn't be again in this spot. Yeah, I <clears throat> the the last time they played, if I'm not mistaken, we, all of us were like, yeah, you play Cam Newton, you play Cam Newton, we were riding high on him. So, you know, we had these huge expectations, and where well, you said he delivered 21 points, which isn't a bad day. That's a good day for you, QB. It was just in that spot we were expecting closer to the, you know, upper 20s low 30s just because of the position he was in i think looking at it if him having a you know a 20 point floor is not is not terrible and what's he coming in at um 66 i mean you'd like a little bit more than 20 but for a floor that's not bad at all for that no no it's it's kind of the only the only thing that makes it tough is is the price. There's only, I think, one other quarterback that's priced higher than him, and uh, Mahomes <laughs> is up there. Is is crazy. He's up at like 7,600 this week. But, but I mean, he's got he's got that sweet matchup, so. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's go ahead and move on to running back then. Uh, there's There's a lot of. A lot of choices out there this weekend um, in this, uh, you know, you got the high price guys, and then um, I think both you and I picked out a couple of mid-range priced players. Uh, these guys are both popping up in the top ends of the models, so why don't you go and talk about uh, this guy? Yeah, as a Bears fan, I hate to really like really like uh, a Green Bay Packer, but uh, I've been following this guy. And I, I'm pulling for him, you know, season long, whatever. Uh, Aaron Jones going against Arizona. It looks to me uh, like uh, McCarthy has finally decided. Hey, look, this guy's really good. We should probably use him a little bit more. It's, and, a, it's the only smart decision he's made this year. Yeah, right. It's it's paying off right now is what it's doing. Uh, Aaron Jones, 
Uh, he's averaging like six yards an attempt, which is, I mean, really good at this stage of the season. So uh, I suspect, you know, Arizona just gave up, what, 10 for 60 and two touchdowns to Gordon in the first half last last week. And then uh, Eckler had a good game and Justin Jackson had a good game. Uh, so I expect Aaron Jones to have himself a monster day today because Arizona's got to be worried about what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. And really at this point in time with Green Bay, not mathematically, but pretty damn close to being eliminated, they need to make sure of what they've got in their young guys. So I expect him to get heavily used, a good 18 to 20 carries in this game, uh, or at least touches. I'm not going to say carry. I'm going to say touches because they have started using him out of the backfield. And against that porous defense, why not? When he's probably going to get overlooked for some of the higher price guys. Yeah, and he, you know, I don't even know if he will get overlooked because uh, he he has been a stud. He, he, um, the Packers, I think McCarthy's playing for his job, so... Uh, they're, I don't, I don't think they're, they're going to go into laydown mode. They've got the biggest, uh, spread in this, uh, in this slate. The Packers are favored by 14 points, uh, which usually does lead to get good game scripting for, uh, a running back position. And like you said, he, he finally has taken over that role that they were splitting with uh, Williams earlier in the year. And he's, he's an absolute uh, stud. He, he, he shows some electricity every time he's out there. I do like that play. Um, the guy that's jumping out at me this week is Philip Lindsay. And, um, <clears throat> Philip Lindsay is exceeding his uh, expected value on DraftKings by six points a game. He's uh, seventh in the league in rushing with 780 yards, which really, when I saw that, it it uh, <laughs> it surprised me. He's he's averaging 5.8 yards per carry. It's tied for second, only behind uh, Aaron Jones. Uh, and his matchup is up against a Cincinnati team that's 31st against the run. They're allowing over 33 uh, DK points a game to running backs and that Cincinnati team is started to completely fall apart. Uh, I mean, I know they lost their quarterback, but you know who they brought in a couple weeks ago? That bum Hugh Jackson. So. <laughs> did you did you happen to see when Demarius Randall did the interception and handed Hugh Jackson the ball afterwards? Yeah, that was that was pretty hilarious. Awesome. Absolutely uh, hilarious. How, how can you make your team worse? Go get a coach that's <laughs> like won two games in the last three years or something. Ridiculous. So. Well. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Hugh Jackson uh, was a defensive coordinator, or at least a coach in Cincinnati prior to going to Cleveland. Yeah, pretty sure. Pretty sure he was. So um, him and him and Marvin Lewis. Hopefully, they get sent to retirement island after the season. Those guys. Those guys have long since uh, lived past their billing. Well, if Green Bay wants to fire McCarthy and bring in those guys, I'm okay with that. Hey, that's a great idea. <laughs> great idea. Absolutely. So, um, it, yeah. Anyway, I, I like the Philip Lindsay play. Um, again, yeah, Cincinnati's given up the third most fantasy points a game, uh, if I'm not mistaken, according to uh, Pro Football Focus. Uh and again, your your price tag, you're getting a high-quality back uh, on a team that is still in the hunt going against a bad defense. I mean, <laughs> you know, you, you go off your checklist of things that you want when you're building your lineups, and he's, he's checking all the boxes right now. So I think that's a great play. So everybody check your news feeds Sunday morning to see if he's actually going to play. Definitely, <laughs> definitely, yeah. Just, just what we need—another one of our favorite picks to come up lame 
in practice. Let's not wish that on him. Speaking of which, uh, you know, of people that we taunt and then they don't play or we say don't play them and then they have a good game. Uh, I wanted to bring this up. We both, well, I said watch out for Gronk last week. Uh, don't play him. And he ended up having a pretty solid game. Yeah, so, he, he sure did. He finally found the end for, zone for the first time in a while. Forget that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why would you want to play one of the Hall of Fame tight end? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, he's he's certainly there, – there's a lot of good reasons not to want to play him, but that's usually when a guy goes off. <laughs> um, moving on to the wide receiver position – we're kind of uh, split here. You went for some value where I went um, more on the higher end, but uh, why don't you tell us yeah. about Curtis Samuel? So it looks like Devin Funches is going to be out again. Uh, we talked about how Cam Newton is in, uh, he's in that money spot. <clears throat> and, I was trying to figure a way to get a little piece of it without paying a ton so that I could save money for uh, some higher price running backs. Uh, immediately uh, look for a DJ Moore. Immediately. And I don't think it's a bad play at all. Uh, this is, you know, I think I think playing Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, uh, even Greg Olson is probably a good play. Uh, Curtis Samuel to me just represents the most value. He's starting to get targeted on a more frequent basis uh, over the last couple weeks. Uh, they're starting to trust him a little bit more. He's starting to make some plays. Uh, he <clears throat> So he only has 25 targets. He's got 19 receptions. But on those 19 receptions, he has four touchdowns. So he, he's averaging a touchdown every five receptions. So if he can get five targets this week, he's got a chance at a touchdown based on the math. We'll put it that way. And at 3,900, uh, that's a pretty good ceiling for tournament play. It's not going to be a cash play by any means. Um, his floor is probably like two, but, uh, <laughs> well, his, according to <laughs> fantasy labs, it's zero, but okay. Well, yeah. So I mean, <laughs> a high possibility of an outcome there. Um, you know, depending on how this game goes, if this if this turns into a game where uh, Carolina is shutting down, you know, they've put up a bunch of points real fast through McCaffrey and you know probably DJ Moore. Uh, you know, Samuel may just not see any targets. And I did see that he uh, he had a questionable tag to him after I said, "Hey, I'm going to go for Curtis Samuel." So something to keep an eye out for. But again. Big opportunity with a low price tag and a situation uh, where there's the potential for a lot of points to be scored. That's all. This is definitely a tournament or a GPP play, not a cash play. And the, you know, the other thing is is that he's got two rushing touchdowns this year too. They he he's been getting uh, the ball handed off to him once or twice a game, which it makes for another little added bonus at 3,900. He definitely should be part of your player pool for tournaments. He helps you afford some of the bigger guys and or maybe, uh, maybe a little bit of a game stack with cam and, uh, you might want to vary between, um, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel and make sure you have some of that McCaffrey and in, in your life. People, people probably be wanting to chase the points, on McCaffrey, it's it's a good spot again. So yeah, I will tell you, I have a uh, one lineup based on my model that is uh, very, very Carolina heavy. The way my model works, so we'll see. Okay, well. Uh... The guy I'm liking, uh, I mean, one of the guys I like, but this guy is, stands out to me, uh, Robert Woods for the Rams. We finally get the Rams back on the on the main slate, which is, it seems like it's been about two months since the Rams have been on the main slate. 
uh, and they won't be there next week. So you might want to get your chance at at playing some of these guys. And Brandon Cooks is a good play also, but the reason that I like Robert Woods is that he's playing a lot in the slot um, since Cooper Cup has been out. He's he's getting some targets there. Um, he's got at least seven targets in all but two games this year, and those two games that that he didn't get seven, he had five. Uh, and Detroit has you know like I said struggled against the slot receivers. Uh, earlier this year, I pointed out that Anthony Miller was in a big uh, good spot because of how bad Detroit is against number three wide receivers. And while I wouldn't classify Woods as a number three wide receiver on that team, I would say that that's kind of the position he plays. And um, really um, another thing, because since Detroit traded for Snacks Harrison, they've been really stout against the run, which funnels offenses more towards the pass. Uh, Anthony Miller had a huge game. Uh, for the Bears when they played him the first time, and I think this could be another uh, another guy that blows up against Detroit Lions. Yeah, it's real hard to put him in that um, third. That Slay will be on Cooks, which leaves, uh, it looks like Nevin Lawson up against Robert Woods, and Robert Woods, uh, according to Pro Football Focus, has a 24% advantage over that matchup. And you, you're talking about a team that's got to worry about <laughs> – I, I mean, you got to worry about Todd Gurley. you got to worry about uh, Brandon Cooks. So you're going to start to, like you said, funnel those, and it's going to end up on that uh, Robert Woods. Uh, even Josh Reynolds might be a really good play this week. Uh, <clears throat> I don't really have a problem playing anybody on the Rams at this point. So uh, I think Robert Woods represents a good play in both cash and tournament. Definitely, definitely. I had been, before he went down, uh, Cooper Cup had started to become one of my favorite uh, cash game staples. Uh, He was kind of, I was kind of uh, calling him the, uh, like, Adam Thielen light. (laughs) But, uh Robert Woods has really kind of picked up the the slack. He hasn't had any huge games since the beginning of the season. He's kind of due. So that that team has gone through a lot of Todd Gurley this year, and I think that they're kind of easing off a little bit uh, to save him up for the uh, stretch run and the playoff run. So wouldn't be surprised to see these receivers light Detroit up quite a bit. Yeah, you'd like to see his uh, catch rate a little bit higher. Uh, I just look back, uh, since week 10, he's got 16 targets but only eight catches. Uh, But on those eight catches, he's got 161 yards, so he's averaging 20 yards a catch. Yeah. is in a good spot where he could return value really easy. Yeah, definitely. So let's go ahead and uh, see what you got here at tight end. I'm going to bring it back uh, to my uh, QB play here and say that uh, I'm going to stack with Kyle Rudolph in that game. Uh, Again, finding that value. uh, Belichick, excuse me, uh, Kyle Rudolph tied in for the Vikings, $3,600. Bucks. Uh, Belichick likes to uh, take away the uh, best parts of, of a team's offense, uh, which means you're going to be looking at Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. In my head, that means that those balls are going to have to start going to Dalvin Cook in the backfield because, again, they have a hard time running the ball. And uh, then they're going to go to Kyle Rudolph and to – uh, probably somebody like Laquan Treadwell. Uh, the matchup for Rudolph uh, isn't 
isn't great. I mean, he's got Patrick Chung, but I think Chung's beatable. And uh, I think Rudolph's going to get, uh, I'd say probably six targets in this game. So, again, you've got a decent uh, point total that they're looking at in this game. Uh, what did we say that was? Sorry, my brain is just not working. That's what happens when I start drinking again. <laughs> uh, you know, it's up near that fifty that fifty point mark. I think it was what forty eight. So there's points to be scored, and I think they're going to try to take away Thielen and Diggs, which means those have got to go down to uh, Rudolph in some manner. I don't hate Rudolph. I'm not going to say that I think they're going to be able to take away Thielen and Diggs. They might be able to take away one of them with uh, Gilmore, but I don't think they're going to be able to take both of them away. Um, it's Tight end is real. I think tight end might be the toughest position we've had to deal with this year as far as picking out who is going to give you the – consistent uh, payoff for value. And um, so it's it's hard to say that anybody's a good or a bad play at the tight end position. I feel, um, other than, unless you're talking about Kelsey or, or Ertz, but even Ertz burned us a couple weeks ago. So um, the guy, and, and that's kind of why I'm looking at uh, Matt Lacoste from Denver. Um, Hoyerman, uh, went, he's out for the season. And so Lacoste is going to be the number one tight end option for Denver. He's at the stone minimum, 2,500. They're at Cincinnati who, again, I kind of talked, uh, about how bad they've been lately against the running back. <laughs> They're Somehow they're worse against tight ends than they are against the running back. They're dead last, 32nd in the league um, against the tight end position as far as drafting points are concerned. Uh, I wouldn't expect that you're going to get, you know, 20 DraftKings points, but really to pay off a a, a 2,500 price, you only need about uh, three catches for 30 yards and and seeing as what Cincinnati uh, has has given up to the tight end position, I think that it's, it's well within the ranges to get a uh, return on value and, and possibly, you know, a, you know, the guy finds a, the end zone once and gets, you know, four or five catches He's gonna really, you know, come back with six times value or something, which is the kind of uh, kind of return you want uh, when you pay for a real cheap player. So, yeah, that's a fun one for me because that's a that's actually a play that I was looking at for uh, like a GPP lineup or maybe even in one of my bigger tournaments. Uh, because they've been using their tight end quite a bit lately. And uh, plus, if I'm not mistaken, Lacoste is out of Illinois, is he not? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you know I'm a big homer for my fighting Illini, so uh, anytime I can play him, I haven't been able to play an Illinois tight end since, uh uh-oh, Manawanui, so uh, I don't hate that play. Excuse you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, it's it's definitely – I th- I don't so I don't really think it's a thin play. Sometimes you play, try to play a, a min price guy just to save the money, and and there's really no um, expectation that that he could do anything for you. I think this is actually a decent play this week um, with opportunity and matchup, where this guy I, I, there's a good chance he's going to be my cash game uh, tight end which will allow me to pay up at the other positions as well. So, so that, that's interesting. I'll give you my little, my bonus tight end that I'm going to likely play this week in cash to try to save up a little bit of money too, uh, is Michael Roberts for Detroit. Because after Babytron 
they don't have anybody. So, you know, it's got to go Baby Tron and then um, Roberts and then probably Riddick or, you know, you can flip those two around. And he's only at 2,600. So I love the play. Anytime you can get a tight end that you know is probably going to get some volume of targets for under three, it's fantastic. Definitely. So... This week, I, I really um, haven't pinpointed yet who who I think is going to be like a dog of the week or, you know, my chalk buster. Um, I do wonder if some of these uh, games with these super high totals are going to disappoint, much like the uh, Thursday night game that we just uh, witness uh, here the the uh, Cowboys actually knock off the Saints. That's that's one of the biggest upsets in a while. So, um, and see, and and I as I said earlier, I think that defense is legit, real deal. So, I'm not super surprised by the way that game went. I think if that game's in New Orleans, it's a little bit different. Uh, but that defense is good. Yeah. And now that their offense can keep them off the field <laughs> a little bit better, it's helping out. Well, I, I wanted to say that <laughs> Saquon Barkley's my uh, my chalk buster, but I, I can't even say that. I, they're, they're playing the Bears, but Barkley's been a stud, so <laughs> I'm not going to – and he's probably not going to be chalk since they are playing the Bears. Yeah, and and here's the thing with a guy like him – is that he may not give you more than you know fifty rushing yards, but he's liable to catch five to seven passes, you know, just because uh, Manning's got to dump it off so fast. So if he gives you fifty yards and he catches six balls, that's eleven points right there without adding on his receiving yardage, which isn't enough to you know for his seventy nine hundred, but you know still that's where you're going to get all your value out of him. And I'd have a hard time saying he's the chalk in this matchup. No, I don't. Yeah. They're probably, people are going to shy away from him a little bit, which means that I'm going to play him in some tournaments uh, because he's, he could go off and the bears still win. So um, as we've seen happen in, in some of the bears games where they've, they've kind of, kicked butt a little bit and then, you know, gave up a lot of points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, we're going to see how this goes. That team's got a lot of a lot of talent on that offensive side of the ball. Uh, assuming the ball can get to them is going to be <laughs> the problem and uh, how will the Chicago travel. It, it, it'll be likely a nerve-wracking game. For sure, for sure. Um that being said, I kind of we we've kind of not done a whole lot in the wager segment here, so I was going to throw out a couple of um, couple of props to you that we could wager uh, some beers on. This week is interesting with the Colts playing at Jacksonville. Um, I I kind of want to gauge your um your uh how how well you like TY Hilton this week. So I'm going to set an over under of 13 DraftKings points. Um which which side do you like on that one? 13 DraftKings points. Uh, let's see. If he hits a touchdown, that's almost half of it right there. Well, that is half of it. I'm going to go under. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. I'll take the over if you want to make that a, a wager. Um, huh. or, or, or do you that's not like that tough. line? That's tough. Because I mean, really, let's set it at fourteen and a half. 
14 and a half? Yeah. All right, that's fine. 14 and a half. I, I'm taking I, the under. I'll, kind of, I'll come up a little bit. I'll yeah, I'm taking the under. Um, I think Jaylen, I mean, it's really not. I mean, that's five balls for, you know, 90 yards. Yeah, I think I still I take the under. All right, yeah. That, that, that'll be an interesting one to watch because, like I said, Andrew Luck has been an absolute stud, and, and I just don't think Jacksonville is what they have been. So uh, the one thing that concerns me is it seems like every tight end that Indianapolis has is on the injury report right now. Um, and, and Andrew Luck has been been eating his uh, lunch on uh, on by, by targeting the tight end in the end zone. So uh, we'll see if Ebron plays or not. We, we already know that Jack Doyle's out for the rest of the year. So Yeah, they, they went out and got Clive Walford. That's how bad things are looking for them right now. Walford. Okay. Another game that we didn't really talk about much, um, this Kansas City offense. I, I did, I did mention that the Rams are finally on the slate, as are the Chiefs finally on the main slate, which we haven't seen a whole lot of lately. Um, they are projected for a whopping thirty-five points uh, in Vegas uh, against the Raiders. So, my question for you, does Pat Mahomes, I'm going to set the line at 29 DraftKings points. Mm. At 29. Ooh, that is tough. And they're in Oakland, right? Yes, I believe so. Oh, oh, see, this I'm really torn on this one because I'm not trying to make it easy on you. Oh, yeah, I understand that. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to. Yeah. So I considered talking about this earlier that uh, <laughs> it's highly possible that he only plays the first three quarters of this game. At Oakland, 29 points. I'll take the over on this one. You'll take the over? Okay. Okay. I don't really like it, but I'll take the under because because of what you said about uh, him might not play the whole game. I don't think they're going to have to use a whole lot of the playbook to beat Oakland. And... Um, it could very well be through Kareem Hunt quite a bit, and they might not play the full game on the starters. I'll tell yeah, you, from, I, I expect from a, to see a lot of that. <laughs> from a season-long standpoint, I hope he throws up 350 yards and four touchdowns um, all through Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, but um, which which he very well could do in three quarters against the Raiders. So, um, he's priced up there at a, at a price we haven't seen for a quarterback this year at, uh, 7,600. It's going to be tough to play him in cash, real tough to play him in cash, but I and think, I'm, I think you've got to have, <laughs> I, I think you got to have some tournament, uh, share of him. Yeah. I, I think this is for me, a, a Kareem hunt game. But I mean, it's so hard. I mean, he's <laughs> he's only been under twenty five points twice. That's crazy. Yeah. Only under twenty five points twice. I know, man. The guy has been an absolute stud. Andy Reid's got that offense humming. We know that Andy Reid has numerous times uh, had offenses that that killed it in the first half of the season only to falter down the stretch we'll see if he can keep this team going i'm not sure he could stop this team at this point (laughs) well it's definitely um 
definitely a uh, a team that's that's been real exciting to watch this year. I'm going to throw out one other prop, and maybe I'll ask you to set the line on this one. Um, this this uh, this game. There's another one that we haven't talked about any of the players in, and it's Baltimore at Atlanta. Um, and I would like to know if you think that Julio Jones will get the well. I mean, maybe you should set the line for me because I got, I got a. I don't want to tip my hat on how I feel about Julio this week before I let you set a line. <laughs> okay. Uh, ooh. Do I want to go with yards or receptions? I'm going to say the line at seven and a half catches. I'll, I'll take the over. Okay. For sure. Okay, for sure. I'll take the under. I think Why his lo- I think his uh, ownership is going to be uh, suppressed by the matchup, and I think Julio. Uh, I think he might be a tournament winner this this week, um, because of because his ownership is going to be down and uh, the. Uh, the Falcons, the line has moved towards the Falcons in this game. Uh, they started out as a one-point underdog, and at this point, they're a two two-point favorite. Uh, so, these this guys in Vegas know what they're doing. So, I I can't tell you how much I hope you are you're right, and that he is a tournament winner uh, for my dynasty outlook. I I hope that's the case. Uh. I'm glad you brought up that game because I'm going to give you another bonus play that I'm looking at. So you can, you know, give our four listeners something to laugh at in that game. uh, In a GPP play, I really like Ty Montgomery. Okay. I mean, it it fits the bill with uh, pass catching running backs against the Falcons, right? Well, yeah, I mean Gus Edwards, he's he's dealing with an ankle injury, but even when he's fully healthy, he's not catching balls. Does does he even have a target? He he has one target, he's got one reception. Um, I mean, yeah, Mon- they, Montgomery got been... Yeah, he's they're not using him in that part of it. Montgomery in this game against and in this last game against Oakland had uh, eight rushing attempts and three targets. Uh, which turned into three receptions. Uh, just so, I mean, at, at that point in time, uh, you've got three receptions, 51 rushing yards, and 13. So he, he's almost at 10 points. So right there, that's 3X's value. And uh, we know what Atlanta does with receiving backs. So uh, he's he's going to be my uh, GPP dart this week for sure. Um, uh, interesting. I, I hadn't fully gotten into, uh, looking at this game yet. So I, like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm high on, on Julio <laughs> and, uh, but I, I'd like the, uh, if, if this game can push that towards that 50 total, I like that the, the Ravens will have to be a little creative because I don't, know that they can score that many points under Lamar Jackson. He's been good with his legs. I've, he's been a little shaky with the pass. And, and the easy passes to the running backs is, is where they uh, where they could really um, give him some confidence. Yeah, and, I mean, that's a, the whole other point of it is that Jackson is not the most accurate QB and so those little dump-off passes to a dangerous back like Montgomery, who started out as a receiver, uh, you know, against this Atlanta team right now that just can't stop a receiving back, could pay off big. That being said, his floor is like three points. So 
you know, but his ceiling is up there. Interesting play. I I like I like you getting a little creative. So you see what happens when I drink. <laughs> I'm gonna have to buy you some more for Christmas. <laughs> hey, um, with that being said, uh, why don't uh, we wrap this thing up here? Uh, JD, where can people find you? Yeah, just find me in the usual spots at JD West Twenty Two uh, Instagram. And Twitter, hit me up. You know, shoot me some questions, shoot me some shade, whatever. I don't care. I just love the interaction. Sweet. And I can be found on Twitter at Justin M. West on Instagram, JMW1977. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Another Bad Call. You can email us, Another Bad Call at gmail.com. Uh, you can find my weekly cash game reviews on anotherbadcall.com um one thing i wanted to say uh thank you to all of you who have been supporting us and listening and commenting and interacting this past week we pushed over the 500 uh listens mark uh, so uh and now it doesn't seem like a lot but for just a little uh burgeoning podcast that's trying to uh give out some good information and, and generate some some interactions we're we're excited uh to to have that kind of support and and we look forward to multiplying that hopefully uh one of the ways that that you can help us do that is to like our pages share them and leave us those reviews on iTunes so that other people can find us. Uh, that being said, for JD, I'm Justin. Keep on listening so we can help you avoid making another bad call. <laughs>